hello everyone welcome to another episode of spring fever as always i am xfl jim joined by the one the only the irreplaceable sometimes the irredeemable uncle rico what's up eric you know what just living life man what's up with you dude Living life to the fullest. We are in full D-Gen mode now. There's XFL to bet. There's in, there's a seemingly infinite amount of college basketball to bet at the moment. And it's just a good time to be alive. You know what? It's a great time to be alive, dude. Um, we have a winter storm warning here in Chicago. That's always fun. That's a plus. Um, We're going to probably get that here tonight in Nebraska. Uh, it was like misty and wet when I was driving home from work, which is always a good sign when there's potential snow, because that means the roads will just be perfectly icy. Yeah. Just great. Just phenomenal ice. Just what you love to see, but we have XFL past to talk about XFL future, a little USFL news, but before we get into any of that, there was some breaking XFL news today, officially announced that Terramana tequila is the official tequila of the XFL. I have never had Carolina tequila, my friend. I have. I have, Eric. And let me tell you, it's a tequila. I'll give it you is. I'll get I'll give us a glimpse. I'll give us a glimpse of a uh, of my Terramana tequila experience. It was so I like I, I was doing obviously you guys remember if you are a longtime watcher of me, I've been doing like I did the Bud Light Seltzer taste test basically 2020 made me have to be creative with what i did so i bud light seltzer was the only sponsor of the xfl that i could like actually try so i was like okay i'm just gonna try every bud light seltzer and then the rock bought it i was like okay i'm gonna try terramana tequila i'll get i'll give you like a brief brief glimpse into that world let's see right here brief glimpse you know a lot of things right now Let's just let's just try it with some ice. Pour a shot. Oh, that's a big shot. Give her a nice whiff. It smells really good. I like that a lot. I can't wait to dive into this. And dive in, I did. Uh, dive in, I did. I, I think immediately, immediately after that, I like gagged because I was very hungover when I was making that video. Okay. Uh, it's 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 overpriced. That's my takeaway. It's decent. It'd probably be a good in a margarita. It's overpriced. It's like forty dollars a bottle. Forty dollars a bottle, dude. Yeah, it's expensive tequila. Jimbo, Jimbo, Jimbo. That's too rich for my blood, man. I think I could write it off because I used it for content, right? I mean, you should be able to write it off. But... I think so. I should be able to write the hangover that happened afterwards, but. We got XFL Week 3 to break down, starting with the Saturday game. Seattle Sea Dragons took on the Vegas Vipers with the Seattle Sea Dragons, winning 30-26. to I would christen this as Josh Gordon's sort of coming out party for the XFL. Um, I mean, that catch was freaking stupendous. Dianuch kind of threw up the ball. Um, how are they going to be able to carry it over? For as stupendous as that that play was you take that play away eh, underwhelming you know what i mean like i mean they, they looked good before that play like i think this was the quintessential this is the ben denucci experience i wanted where you see a lot of really good plays and a lot of really boneheaded dumb decisions yeah because like 
I know you're a stat head. Here's a stat for you, Eric. Ben DiNucci leads the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns, interceptions, and fumbles. That's hard to do, man. <laughs> He's kind of like the XFL's Jameis Winston. I mean, that's really effing hard to do, dude. That's legitimate. Good for him, man. It's insane. Ben DiNucci's just like he's a he's a roaming slot machine. He should play for Vegas. He should, dude. But speaking of which, Brett Hundley, starting quarterback for Vegas, looked pretty good in this game. Looked a lot better. Tried to get a little bit of the um rust off. Um I don't know, man. There's just something It was about- a good game. There's just something but there's just something about that team. Which one? But- Vegas? Vegas. Yeah. There's just something about that team. Or I just to how can I word this? They're not clicking like they should be clicking. The fact that they've been, I believe, up at the half for all three games so far mm-hmm. and have lost all three is a little concerning. That shows consistency though. Yes. <laughs> consistency at losing. Um Yeah, it's it they find ways to lose. Yeah. Yeah. But this was a great game, and I hope Ellison is fine. We once again saw Cashman Field being Cashman Field and looking bad and potentially injuring a player when Ellison, like, tripped and sort of slid weird on his leg. Yep. I – yeah, that that wasn't good. Uh, And we could say it every week, Cashman Field. That's the one thing that needs to change ASAP. It won't change this year, but that's something they need to change next year, whether they stay in Vegas or not. We we talked about it. They should never have decided to go there until they had a stadium lockdown because they're stuck playing in a place that isn't safe for the players. Yes. Facts. Those are nothing but facts. Moving into Sunday, St. Louis Battlehawks took on the D.C. Defenders with D.C. winning this one, 34-228. Fun fact, D.C., even going back to 2020, undefeated at home. That is something I did not know. The beer snake was back. Yep. Um, On some conditions, there were conditions with it being back. What were the conditions, Jimbo? Couldn't throw any cups. Uh, they had to be empty cups and everyone had to throw away their garbage at the end. Otherwise they take it away again. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, I think DC fans might be the best fans. Uh, I, we haven't seen St. Louis yet. We haven't seen St. Louis. So yeah, so that, that should be a banger of a game to the, for them this, um, this weekend got a little chippy toward the end. Yeah, three three players uh, fined, two for each team suspended, and I believe a coach also fined for each team. And I'll say this, man. Like, if you guys want to know how good NFL quarterbacks are, just look at what AJ is doing in the league right now, in the XFL. Well, even what Ben DiNucci's doing. I know, but I think I think AJ's been way better, man. He's been better in like second halves for sure. Um, the thing, my thing is just this, dude: is the level of good NFL quarterback is is just absurd, and sometimes it's I insane. We forget about it. 
Um, I just, it's, it's just absurd. And he is just, he's not turning the ball over. I'll give him, you know what I mean? He's just. Did have two INTs in this game. Well, I'm talking about for the whole year. Okay. Yeah. He had, he was perfect coming into this game. Um, it's, he's just playing well, man. You know, and I really well. think that. So in your quarterback rankings, would you put Dianucci ahead of him? I'd probably still place him at one quarterback rankings for like entertainment factor. Dianucci's number one. Well, I think King for entertainment factor is number one, but I disagree. I don't think they, I don't think they use him to the best of his ability. And speaking of which, that was something St. Louis kind of keyed into. They kind of stopped Eric King in this game because they just didn't even try to think he would pass the ball. Yeah, they just, and that's what the game before who DC the Vipers just didn't do. They didn't force him to pass the ball. And you kind of see where that turns out. But Jordan Tamu balled out and looked great in this game. Yeah, only he had looked- like didn't have to do much, but he like he ran the ball pretty well. Rushed for a touchdown, threw for a touchdown. He looked pretty good. DC is a great team. Yep, yep. They're playing. Uh, they're playing really well. They're playing way better than I thought they were going to be able to play this year. Also, uh, very interesting. Uh, fun fact that the two teams with the best defenses probably have like the most veteran defensive coordinators. Who would have thought? Shocking, dude. Shocking. Shocking that Houston and DC have the best defenses. Shocking. Who would have guessed? Nobody could have seen that coming. For St. Louis, though, they could easily still be 0-3. Mm-hmm. So as good as A.J. McCarron's looked, as good as this team has looked, they're still on shaky ground a bit. I I'm, I believe in A.J. McCarron, and I think as the season goes on, they're still going to get better because his relationship with the receivers is only going to grow, and Hakeem Butler is a fucking dude. He's a big boy. Big body receiver. My issue with St. Louis is my issue with a lot of teams in the XFL. They don't really have a run game. Yeah. And that's something DC has in spades. I think DC's gotta be the favorite for the North. And this was the big this is the big takeaway. Game number three, we had the Orlando Guardians taking on the Arlington Renegades. We almost cashed our Guardians money line on this game. The Renegades won ten to nine. Under in this game, the under 37 and a half might have been the lock of the century. I know you don't I like mean, using that word lock, but this if there is one, this was it. I mean, they should have won. It was just a heartbreaking defeat. I just don't know. Paxton Lynch didn't even look terrible. I will say this, though. Like, my dad is 75 years old. And the Guardians DC looks older than my dad, dude. Like, He's pretty old. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just, I don't know, man. It's just, I I, I, I don't like their coaching staff, dude. I just don't like it. I'm not the biggest fan. The, the thing with the Guardians, they are good at driving down the field. They are terrible at the red zone. Yeah. Like, they can make it there. If they had, like, a 100% kicker, they could maybe win a bunch of these scrappy, low-scoring games because I think their defense is decent. Yeah, defense is good. And if Paxton Lynch plays like this more consistently, 
I think they're an all right team. Yeah. But man, they just find ways to similar to the Vipers. They just find ways to lose. They just invent ways of losing, dude, and it's phenomenal. They got a new quarterback though. They picked up a, another third guy since Dormaday's out. Since Dormaday's due to all the, due, yeah, give it, give it away plays. Uh, they got Quentin Flowers. Not bad. I like that kid. Loved him in loved him in 2020. He was playing for the Tampa Bay Vipers in 2020. Yeah. USF legend, I would say. Bold statement, dude. Uh, Arlington, I come away thinking they're like a fraudulent two-in-one team. I concur with that thesis statement. I think the defense is good. I, maybe we see a bump week two with Sloter, like in his second week starting. Because I do think Sloter's a way better quarterback than Plitt. I was talking with Chase about this. I don't know if they have a lot of good to great receivers outside of Sal Canella, and that's the tight end. Really? Who would you say is like a top receiver that's on this roster? Sal Canera, the tight end. Well, yeah, <laughs> Sal Canella is like the guy. Yeah, yeah that's – But you're that's not – this team is made to want to run the ball, yeah. but the offensive line isn't one – it's not what I expected, Yeah, the and they're having trouble running the ball. Mainly underperforming. I think the Guardians are the worst team, but I think the Renegades might be the most disappointing right of that. And I think you hit the nail on the head. They're the biggest bluff. Yes, I think so. But so, like, if they make the playoffs, I'm going to fade the hell out of them. You know, I think I'm going to be fading the hell out of them this week. I, I might too. Last game. The score doesn't show it, but I do think this was a fun banger game. Uh, San Antonio Brahmas versus the Houston Roughnecks. Roughnecks won it 22-13. to The Roughnecks won it in the first half. They did nothing. Zero points scored in the second half of this game. Yeah, they for both For the Roughnecks. So, like, Brandon Silvers obviously comes out swinging. 24-35, for 35, 278, three touchdowns and an interception. All those touchdowns in the first half. Yep. They, the Roughnecks basically had a banger like end of the first quarter, started the second quarter, and just coasted on their great defense. Yep. Yep. I I will say this. I think this Brahmas team is a little feisty. Um they're just missing like a quarterback. I don't like their quarterback, dude. You still not sold in Jack Cohn. I'm still not sold in. Are you? I'm not sold, but I think I think I, I will take Jack Cohn against any team that's not D.C. or Houston. I think he can win you the game. Okay. Combined with the rushing attack that the San Antonio Brahmas usually offer, I love Jack Westpatrick with all my heart. One of my favorite running backs in these spring leagues. And I like the Brahmas defense. Like, I think they have a good defense, too. Yeah, their defense is pretty good. And I don't know. So the Roughnecks, they're my number one in the power rankings. I'm waiting for Brandon Silvers to kind of just fuck up a game. I think he's going to come down. And I think he's going to come back down to earth a little bit, if you will. I think he's going to come down hard. Yeah. I don't know if it's next week because they're playing the Guardians again. But maybe week five, maybe week six, somewhere down the line, Brandon Silvers will mess up a game for this team. And it's going to be... Marvelous. We just got to time it right. We just got to time it right. Before we get into the XFL week four betting lines, 
A little USFL news for you folks. The USFL has announced their season and individual game ticket sales. They are on sale now. Looks like season tickets go anywhere as low as like 35 all the way up to 150. And individual games go as high as 40 all the way down to 10. It's really going to be interesting now, different hub cities, how, what it looks like visually. Um, I will say this. I think what the one thing that XFL has done is stuff has looked good visually, except for Cashman. Cashman looks a little rough on the TV. I think the other ones look, look pretty good. Um, I just hope there's fans in the stands and we get that at the, at the USFL. I think with these prices, it helps. And the cities they have should be nice. Like obviously Birmingham is going to go out for the Birmingham games. Obvious. I like, I think Canton actually kind of shows up because I don't, there's not really too much to do in the town. I think Canton shows up because the town sucks. Basically, (laughs) basically. I don't know about Detroit. You'd have to mention more about that. Like, um, maybe for the Panthers game, but again, it, it ten, depends. A, where the stadium's located. Where are they playing at Ford? I think so. I mean, that's right downtown, dude. That's you a know, good spot, gonna, ain't it? I mean, to make that truck to downtown to play to for that dude. Yeah, but there's other stuff to do there. There's other yeah. stuff to do there. Isn't there? Like it's it's like a destination. Downtown Detroit's not a destination, dude. No, it's a destination. It's fine. No. So they're playing at yeah, Ford Field. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. That's a big stadium, so it's always gonna naturally look a little bare too. So Birmingham and Canton have the lowest capacity. Birmingham has 47,000. Canton has 23,000. Ford Field has 65,000. And then Memphis. So yeah. Memphis and... Um, uh, Jesus Christ. Why am Birmingham? I blanking on the... No, Birmingham's playing in Birmingham. <laughs> so Birmingham's playing in Birmingham. Got it. Uh, Memphis and I believe the Gamblers... Are playing in uh, at at the Liberty Bowl. Okay, fifty eight thousand. So I love the cities that they're in. I like putting a team in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I love putting a team in Canton. Even though there's no USFL team in Canton, they're kind of also developing that city as like the postseason spot. Like a team in Birmingham. I like a team in Memphis. The only caveat thing I have is these stadiums are big. Exactly. So if you don't do some fun camera stuff. It's going to look bad. The cool thing, though, is with how inexpensive these tickets are, the USFL is really pushing like the whole family thing. Bring your kids. Bring your family. Kids get in free. Tickets are cheap. You could do this. It's like a fun outing on a Saturday. I've been saying that for a while. I mean, you got to make this fun. You got to get kids in. You get kids in. That's what it's all about. Not to say the XFL is expensive. XFL tickets are like thirty bucks. So, yeah, which is, I don't know. But like, yeah, I think the USFL is doing a whole family thing. I, on the side, I just want to say uh, XFL social media, USFL social media. 
get a little less corporate, please. Yeah. Like the XFL social media in 2020 was extremely fun and meme and dumb. I want that back. I want that energy. You want back. you want that partner? I just want dumb posts. I want my football league to shit post every once in a while. Eric doesn't know what that means, folks. I have no idea what that means either, too. If you know, you know. I want just a fun league. I want I, I want the social media to not take things too seriously. And they're like both these leagues are kind of run like big corporate brands, which is fine. It's fine. Just have a little fun with it is all I'm saying. You have to have fun on the social media because social media is what's going to get people there. You have to be point on point with the little clickable stuff, you know, the little TikToks and videos and everything. If you do that, you could do it. I mean, it's easy to get a good social media person. Damn right. It fuck it is. That leads us though into the week four XFL betting lines. Saturday. We start off with the Houston Roughnecks and Orlando Guardians rematch already. Roughnecks are eight and a half point favorites over under 37 and a half. That line will move to nine folks. So watch out. I'm going to be on the Guardians here, dude. I think again, in my eyes, this is too many points. So I think a big reason why the Guardians got blown out last time is because their offense was so putrid and turning the ball over a bunch. I'm going to be taking the Roughnecks just because I'm going to fade Paxton Lynch again. But this is, this is because I'm betting every game. I don't like that bet. I do like the over 37 and a half. I do like, like that. You like it to be a little up and down. I like it to be a little up and down. Game number two, San Antonio Paramas. I just, I just think like, I think Orlando's offense is a little bit better. I think they actually score some of this bit. And then I think like, I think Houston is a way better team and they can just basically score on this team no matter what. Or same thing happens. Orlando's uh, defense just gets tired out because they're on the field too much. And then Houston just runs away with it. And I like the over either way. Uh, up next, San Antonio Brahma, Seattle Sea Dragons. Sea Dragons minus four and a half at home, over under a 40 and a half. I like the Brahmas here, man. Four and a half. I like the Brahmas here, too. Uh, Seattle hasn't won or lost a game by less than like two until last week. Now, even then, I think they still only, like, they barely covered whatever spread it was. It was like three and a half. Yeah. I just, I like fading teams after they have like a little late. Last second walk off win is kind of something I like to do. Um, very late game, you know. I think the Brahmas are going to be able to run the ball on them. Their run is run defense is run offense has been good. I think they're going to be able to run the ball on them. I think this is going to be a closer game. I think it's going to be, you know, a three point game. And the Sea Dragons for me, yeah, they from what I expected, of, I just expected more. I guess that's what I'm gonna say. The thing with them is like they could very well blow out a team. It's it's whether or not the dice rolls in their favor on these three point conversions that they insist on going for every time. Yeah. Which I love. Don't get me wrong. I love it. June Jones, man, he's a gambler, dude. That's what he does, dude. Did you hear on the sideline? Like they had him mic'd up. Uh Danucci walked over on one of their last plays where he's like, Can we go for two? Let's go for two. And June Jones is like, No, three. <laughs> love that move. Uh, also, Eric, are you going to stay up and watch this game? It's It starts at 9 our time. The Sea Dragons? 
Yeah, it starts at 9 p.m. our time. On Saturday. Yeah. Uh, maybe. 50-50. That's, That's a fair. late. That's fair. That's, That's a late. You're an early riser. You're an early riser. I'm going to be taking the Brahmas as well, plus four and a half. I'm going to also take the over four and a half, uh, 40 and a half. Really? It's a lot of points. I, it's a lot of points, but these teams like to score. I think Jack Cohn in this offense has a bounce back game. Yeah, I would. I'm. I, I'm not going to do anything with the total. No, I wouldn't expect you to. You're a safe man. You're a smart yeah. man. Even though I did bet Virginia Tech tonight, and they're down twenty six fifty one going into the half. But well, you're just using that as karma for tomorrow. That's a way to look at it. Sunday, we have the Arlington Renegades taking on the St. Louis Battlehawks. The Battlehawks home opener. St. Louis is minus four at home over under of 36 and a half. I locked this in at three and a half when it first came out. I like locking that three and a half. That was a good, smart move on your part. I'm going to probably be on them for the first half, too. Um, I think this team is going to come out. The energy that's going to be in that stadium is going to be absurd. Sold out. It is sold out. They haven't opened, like, the upper, upper deck, like the 400 level. Uh-huh. But for what they've opened up, it's sold out. They're expecting at least 30,000 people. That's absurd. That so, is absolutely absurd. It'll be it'll be a nuts, nuts environment, I'm hoping for. Some guy in NC State, I think, his knee just ripped out. But. Whew. Whew. I'm going to take the Battlehawks minus four. This total... As low as it is, I, I might take the over. I'm not sold on St. Louis's defense. I think Arlington might be able to move the ball, and I'm expecting an improvement in week two of Kyle Sloter. Okay. As much as I don't believe in this Renegades offense, I think they do decent against St. Louis. Okay. Another team who's just been, like, every game's been extremely close, by the way. Uh, insanely close. This might be a live bet situation, so if St. Louis goes up high... I might dabble on, like, if I could see an Arlington, like, plus eight. But here's the thing. Arlington's been living on getting turnovers. They living have. On they are the, they are the, they are the be, XFL's USC. Oh, it's, yeah, exactly. And there's going to be a game where those turnovers don't go that way, and they're going to they're gonna struggle. So I don't. There's a very real, like, if they don't get turnovers, they're getting blown out by teams. Yeah, exactly. And maybe this is the game. I think this is the game where it happens. It very well could be. It very well could be. To cap off the weekend, we have the Vegas Vipers at the D.C. Defenders. D.C. minus six in the rematch. That's going to go with six and a half soon. Over under of 42. I agree with John Snow, by the way. I believe St. Louis has a more disciplined offense. I would definitely agree with that over Arlington. Yes. Are the Defenders overvalued? I think so. They're like, they probably have the lowest future. Um... This is as hot. Like, they just beat St. Louis. I don't think there's any team right now that's riding a high like the Defenders, except the Roughnecks. They might be a little overvalued. I think Vegas with Hunley is way better than the Vegas they played two weeks ago. 100%. I would definitely look to lean. lean I'm going to take Vegas plus the six. Okay. I'm going to take the over 42. Jimbo being aggressive with the points, dude. I like it, man. I just no 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 no. I just remembered something. Maybe what? the best DC or the like second best DC in the league. 
It's for the defenders. And the defenders run the ball a lot. They love taking time off. Give me the under. Under 42. Under 42. I like it. I like it. <clears throat> I'll take Vegas plus six. I will probably live bet DC if I see a good number. Anything like minus three or below. Mm-hmm. Once again, I cannot recommend enough. Live bet the XFL. The numbers it's great. fly. It's phenomenal. Live betting is my dream. The numbers change so drastically throughout the game. You can get, like, Eric, like, got, what'd you get? The Dragons? The Sea Dragons at, like, plus eight or whatever? Plus 750 to win and plus seven and a half at plus 210 or something. Jesus. Live bet this league, folks. Do it. Do it. That'll do it for this episode of Spring Fever, everybody. I love you guys. Eric. What's going on in your life? Um, podcast coming out Friday. Um, if you missed the ETOP 2-1 sports show that came out yesterday, this sexy son of a bitch Jimbo was the uh, special guest. Handed out a nice little juicy winner with Syracuse. We got some other winners that are uh, currently going on right now. You mean with Wake Forest? With Wake Forest, excuse me. Wake Forest, yes. Um, yeah, you know, just a, just a fun time. And, uh, you know, watch the replay of that. And uh, podcast comes out on Friday, and yeah, I'll be at the Big Ten tournament tomorrow. If you see me at the Big Ten tournament, come up, and if the concession stand is open, I'll buy you a beer. Damn right, Herb, you're coming in at the last second. Thanks for tuning in. You guys know where to find me. XFL Jim everywhere. Anything can be found. XFL, USFL, CFL, uh, Fan Control Football League, AFL, IFL. I am everywhere. I am everything. Tune in. Thank you, guys. I don't know if the Brombas win, but they have a good shot. That's what Herb just asked. I think the Brombas will pull it up. I I don't. I think they cover. I think it's close. I think they cover, and I think it's close, but I have no idea who's going to win that game. There are two teams I kind of have at the same level. Thank thank you all for watching. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week for some more Spring Fever. Bye, 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 bye.